Let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. Today on CityCast DC, the Walgreens in Chinatown has been hit by armed robbers eight times in a year. This is a story that has seemed to be a symbol of Washington's worries about lawlessness. But this week, it took a crazy turn. Rather than a random crime, police now think it was an inside job. NBC4's Jackie Benson is here to tell us what's in the court docs on this wild story. Today is Tuesday, February 20th. I'm Michael Schaefer, and here's what DC is talking about. Hey, Jackie. Hello, Mike. So every now and then I feel like a a news story comes along, which is like tied to stuff that's actually big news, but also feels like it could be, you know, like a ripped from the headlines Law and Order episode or like a bad comedy movie with the robbers from Home Alone or something. And, And I think we're in it. Can you set the stage for us? This is the Walgreens in the middle of Chinatown. As a person who's lived in cities my entire life, your Walgreens, your 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 CVS, your your place where you can go and get everything when maybe a grocery store isn't quite as close is precious to you. And that Walgreens is three levels of, of fabulousness. We're real happy to have it there. So when these armed robberies started happening, I think a lot of people who live in that neighborhood were quite worried. It was treated as a sign of D.C. being a place that's in chaos and crime being out of control and just sort of a, a broader danger about the city, uh, the health of the city. As our pharmacies and grocery stores go, so go the rest of us. And so I think when these robberies started happening at this Walgreens, people were afraid it was going to go the way that CBS up in Columbia Heights said it was going to be gone. These are amenities that make our lives better, and people do not like to see them descend into chaos and lawlessness. So this had happened like once a month. They'd been getting hit by armed robbers. What were the robberies? This is interesting. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that question. They weren't the type of thing where they were coming up and robbing the cashiers, like a bank robbery or something like that. They know that in these stores, what cash the store takes in is kept brought at the end of the day and sometimes more than one time a day to the manager's office, a secure area where you have to have a code to get in. They have always had security officers at that Walgreens because of its location. As these robberies went on, they started having armed security there. And that is how we get to what happened on uh, Sunday, February 11th. But in between, there were eight at least armed robberies, basically pacing out once a month since summer of 2023. So that day, one of the robbers was shot. After he had overpowered the first security officer 
special police officers, what they're called here in D.C. They undergo firearms training. That's the equivalent of, of police officers. He had taken away the first security officer's gun, and that is the gun that he used to continue on with the robbery and then was shot by the second special police officer. So at the time, this was treated as like, you know, news. Well, robbers stopped, shot uh, by security guard. And then two days later, the twist happens. Police arrest the manager of the store. The young man who was arrested, and I say that because he's 24. The young man, the robber, meaning? Yes, yes. Kamani Williams is his name. He's only 24. And he had been shot. He had been shot, but he had his cell phone with him. Think about the treasure trove of evidence that police were able to recover from his cell phone. And what did it show? Oh, it showed that he had been in contact with two people. The foremost one right before and right after these robberies was the manager of that very same Walgreens and the manager's nephew. They were able to go back through a dump of his phone uh, and also remembered geotracking. So they were able to say he was here at that time. He was at the manager's apartment building not far away just before the uh, robberies. And they were also able to, I don't know if you've seen, there's a, uh, in the court documents, there's a security camera uh, image from the hallway right outside the manager's office because it's got a keypad to keep it secure of him looking at his phone, punching in the code to the manager's (laughs) office. David, thanks for chatting with me. So like you and I both have cars in the DC metro area and sometimes they're great, but sometimes they can be a hassle. And I heard you had car issues, man. Yes, my car like me is old and falling apart. (laughs) And so I wanted to get it fixed. But one of the truly unpleasant tasks I find in the world is getting your car fixed because you have to take it usually somewhere extremely distant, extremely inconvenient, arrange some alternate form of transportation. And so I heard about Rota, rota Rota.com. And I went on the Rota.com website And they will come and pick your car up, take it from you, and then do the work and bring it back to you. And so I made an appointment on Roto, which was easy as pie, beautiful user interface um, for the work that I wanted done. The valet showed up at around 10 o'clock at my house as exactly on time. Very easy. Just handed him my keys. He drove off with my car. About an hour later, April called me. She said, here are some things that we found with your car in addition to what you want to do. She sent me videos that Michael... Wait, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a car nerd, so I like want to know the nitty gritty of what's happening because I, I don't know stuff. A million percent. They sent me this video. There was a particular belt that was had broken and they sent me a video of it. And they sent me a list of sort of here are the things that were recommended. Here are the things that seemed urgent to fix. And I could choose what I wanted to fix and sent that back to them, which took me like three minutes. Michael, the technician, fixed it. They then texted me and said, oh, your car's on the way back. My car was back in front of my house at 2.30. I'd given it to them at 10. It was back in front of my house that afternoon. Also, note, the valet did a much better job parking in front of my house than I do. (laughs) Don't they always? So much closer to the curb. And it was an incredibly pleasant, super easy experience. And they were very trustworthy. They were clear about what they were going to fix. And it was incredibly convenient. Yeah. So this, like, seems like a dream. Uh, I have used them before, but it's been a bit. Would you use them again for something like this? I would use Rota 
again in a second. I would use Amazing. And they have a discount for us, too, for CityCast listeners. So if you nice. go to roto.com, they have the discount code CityCast20, and you get 20% off. Sweet. Uh, plot. David, thank you so much for talking with me. Again, CityCast listeners, you get 20% off off any Rota service, up to $100, using the code CityCast20. So go to roda.com. That's R-O-D-A dot com. Book your appointment. When was the last time you went to the theater? Well, we have a new show for you to check out. The Gala Theater in Columbia Heights is showing the political musical comedy Museum in the Closet, Avida's Return, which follows Argentine icon Eva Perón to the afterlife as her preserved corpse ignites political scandals, clandestine affairs, and mysterious murders. The show is full of samba, reggae, and tango that will have you tapping your feet nonstop. The show is in Spanish with English surtitles and will run from May 9th through June 9th. Get your tickets now at galatheater.org or call 202-234-7174. So based on what the charging documents say, how did they do this? He's only been arrested, the manager, for being involved in four robberies, but they were eight, about one a month on his watch, and he was present for the other four. The documents suggest that he might have been in on those too, but but the ones that they do charge him with being in on, how did he supposedly do it? He essentially had two people, okay? So it looks to me like his nephew, the manager's nephew, is the wheelman. There is a white Mercedes involved that the suspect who was shot, we're going to call him the robber, Kamani Williams, alleged robber, he was brought to an area near there in this vehicle driven by the nephew of the manager. So that is throughout these documents, the mentioning this this white Mercedes observed in the area and that it was actually registered to the manager's girlfriend. I mean, you cover crime more than I do, but this doesn't sound like America's sharpest alleged criminals here. They had eight. <laughs> eight in there. And I know the FBI and D.C. police were working on this. I strongly suspect by how quickly they were able to put together this incredibly detailed affidavit in support of arrest that they were going to get there, you know, eventually. But Kamani Williams getting shot by the security officer speeded this thing up tremendously and, and put him at the scene. This is quite a case and they are facing quite serious federal charges. So one thing that was crazy in these documents was in one of the earlier robberies that that the store manager has not been charged with. He, the store manager, was uh, present and he was apparently hit with a gun in the head. The butt of a gun was used to hit him in the head during this robbery. At the time, it looked like he was, you know, injured on the job, but maybe not. That would not be the first time in my experience with this that I have seen someone be tied up by the robber who was a participant, an inside participant in in a robbery. And there have been cases where people have shot themselves in the leg to make it look like they were also shot in an incident where someone close to them, perhaps a spouse, was shot and killed. So how much did uh, they allegedly steal in total? I have not had a chance to go through the entire document, but I know that in the one from November, I believe they said it was $7,700. $7, and I also know, and I do believe that this is in there somewhere, 
or it's been my experience with things like that, that if you're the store manager, you absolutely know the day of when the most cash is in there before it gets picked up by the armored car or whatever. And that is likely another thing that law enforcement was looking at is why is it oh, we know from from the store what day their armored car drop is? Why was it always the day before or the day, you know, earlier in the day of when that was supposed to happen? Yeah, this guy has the worst luck, right? <laughs> but it went on for it went on for a year through the time where the people who shop there, that's their neighborhood, that's their store, they felt less safe because of what was going on there. It's time to get dressed up, DC. So Others Might Eat is having its Young Professionals Network Spring Soiree. That's to help raise funds for homelessness in DC. The gala is on the evening of May 17th at the National Museum of Women in the Arts. There will be live music from DJ Heat from the Washington Wizards, photo booths, food, and even a special appearance by a former actor from Pretty Little Liars. Wow. There will also be a canned food drive, so be sure to bring a few cans to support Sum's Food Pantry. Grab tickets before they're gone at sum.org slash spring soiree. That's S-O-M-E dot O-R-G slash spring soiree. See you there. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. DC police have recently particularly rolled out this big focus on fighting crime in Chinatown. They announced a new substation there, a safe commercial corridor hub, they call it. And the mayor has said repeatedly that the crime wave is, has ebbed and is actually a product of a very small number of people. How does this arrest uh, and this conspiracy play into that storyline right after the, the Caps and Wizards have announced they're leaving and so on? The timing? Uh, certainly, I did a story a year ago, or it, at perhaps a little less, where Ted Leonsis made it very clear he was not happy with the level of crime around Chinatown. And we will notice that that community center that has law enforcement, public safety services, I believe was established after the announcement that there were that the uh, Wizards and Caps were leaving. But I do think the mayor made a very good point and the police chief made a very good point about these arrests that this was at least eight armed robberies, even in a big city. That is a huge statistic of, of crime in that neighborhood. And to have it tied to the same people backs up that theory a bit. So the store manager, Mr. Robinson, uh, he is, uh, according to Walgreens no longer employed there, which is maybe the least surprising firing I can think of. Of what kind of time is he facing? Is his nephew facing? And is the the robber who was shot facing? It is federal. I do not know the sentencing guideline, but in the federal system, remember, they do not have parole. You do the whole time. 
And the fact that we now know that he wasn't really going to shoot the guy because the, the guy was in on it, is that a, a actually going to be a mitigating factor? I don't think so. That I, would take some nerve for a lawyer I, to make that argument. Because remember, this is not for assault with intent to kill. This is federal charges, uh, which they're facing for armed robbery. This is the kind of thing that people go to prison for for a long time. And, I, I, you know, the U.S. attorney, we have seen that office uh, putting together some more of these cases where it's not just the thing that so many residents of the District of Columbia, and I can tell you, Maryland, too, and Virginia have complained about the slap on the wrist, the, you know, the conviction for, um, you know, assault with intent to kill and you're out in, in 18 months. This is serious time if they are convicted. And again, there is no parole in the federal system. If it's 10 years, you do 10 years. If it's 20 years, you do 20 years. Jackie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Oh, it was my pleasure. Uh, that's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, subscribe to our morning newsletter, or leave us a review? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Bye.